Good evening and welcome again to the Canadian Orthodox Monastery of All Saints of North America, New Ostrog. And we're continuing our discussion about the Orthodox Christian approach to reading the Holy Scripture. The one thing that we established at the beginning is that when we read the Old Testament, we have to read it through the lens of Jesus Christ, because we think we know something about God from reading the Old Testament, but Christ tells us that no one knows the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son reveals him. So however many times we read the, old, the, the Hebrew Scripture, we still don't know anything about God the Father, about God, until our Lord Jesus Christ reveals him to us, and he reveals him in his person, and he reveals to us the true personality of the divine. Uh, so we want to continue on to a different subject, but I had a question from someone because last night we mentioned that we had to avoid fundamentalism and that we had to choose between believing that God created the universe and believing that he wrote every word of scripture and we explained why. Uh, and someone responded by asking me, well, surely the Ten Commandments are valid. Well, the Ten Commandments are valid, but not the way we so often understand them and approach them. The Ten Commandments are good for society if we obey them out of fear, but have no use for our salvation if we obey out of fear. They have no moral value when we obey them out of fear, because we're, in that case, simply obeying them from self-interest. So it's self-serving to obey the Ten Commandments because we're afraid of punishment. When we learn to obey the Ten Commandments out of love for our neighbor and love for God, then we have begun to understand the meaning of the Ten Commandments, and we have begun to, in truth, obey them, and they have become valid for us. They have become truly moral when they're obeyed from love. Look at the last and longest of the commandments, number 10. It tells us that we should never covet or desire what our neighbor has. And our Lord Jesus Christ has told us that upon this great commandment hinge all the law and the prophets, that we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our strength, and with all our mind, and that we cherish and nourish our neighbor as ourselves. I say cherish and nourish because he was quoting from Leviticus when he said it, and actually the Hebrew indicates more than just passive love. It indicates an active love, a cherishing, a nourishing. So when we look at that last commandment, what does the greatest of all laws tell us? That when our neighbor possesses all these things, even though they might be desirable to us, so far from being envious and desiring our neighbor's possessions, we should rejoice with our neighbor because he has them, because we love our neighbor, and because God has blessed him with these things, also because we love God. When we learn to see the image and likeness of God in every other human being whom we encounter, regardless of their race, their religion, their language, their culture, or any of the other things we can hyphenate and bracket them with, then we have begun to understand the Ten Commandments, and they have begun to become valid for us.
I will not steal because I love my neighbor far too much to hurt him in that way. How could I kill one whom I love? If I love my neighbor, and I knew that every other human being was my neighbor, how could I kill? Not because God might punish me, not because the civil law might put me in prison or execute me, but because I love, I won't do these things. Then the Ten Commandments have meaning. Then the Ten Commandments are valid to us. But so long as we obey only out of fear, we have not yet understood and they have not yet become valid to us. And this is the thing we must understand about all of our reading from the Old Testament. The Old Testament does not reveal God to us so much as it reveals mankind to us. It is a constant unfolding of the story of alienation, of alienation from God, which also causes us to become alienated from other human beings. Because the image and likeness of God has become dull in us, we cannot see with clear eyes. And because we cannot see with clear eyes, we cannot see the image and likeness of God in others. And doubtless it has become dull in all humanity, except those great illumined ones who have actually shone forth with the image and likeness of God restored within them, people like Seraphim Sarof and uh, Cosmos Evatolia and, and others. So when we look at the Old Testament, let us understand, first of all, now when Paul said that the law was given to us as a teacher, a schoolmaster, that we could learn, the one thing the Old Testament law certainly teaches us is that none of us can claim to be more worthy than anyone else of life itself. That all of us are living in opposition to the law. And all of us within our hearts, even if externally we're fulfilling them, in our hearts we are not fulfilling them, and therefore we're not fulfilling them at all. To fulfill from fear is self-serving and self-centered. To fulfill from love is truly to obey and understand the law of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, and to make the law a jewel instead of a burden upon our shoulders. So this is one of the other things that we must do to approach the Old Testament reading. And uh, at the risk of shocking someone, I'm going to quote one of my favorite lines from a verse of Raviana, the Sufi Muslim poet, because I think it's important and I think it's very profound. She says in one of her poems, Lord, if I love thee for the hope of heaven, let me be deprived of heaven. Lord, if I love thee from the fear of hell, let me burn in hell. But Lord, if I love thee for thyself, let me not be deprived of thy glory. And I, I think that's something that Christians also should bear in their hearts. When uh, in the Old Testament we're told to read the uh, Shema, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. And it says, and let this rest upon your heart. And one of the students, I believe of Hillel, asked, or one of the great rabbis, once asked him, why, Rabbi, does it say to let this, these words rest upon your heart and not let them rest in your heart? And the rabbi answered, because the understanding of God, the understanding of these words, cannot enter into our heart 
until at last our heart becomes broken and the words fall into our heart. But we cannot take them into our heart by our feeble knowledge and our own feeble efforts. But when our heart becomes broken and the words fall into our heart, then they can abide in our hearts. So let the Ten Commandments, if you will, rest upon your heart until your heart becomes broken and until your weeping genuinely